0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore I Geek. I'm Andrew.
1: And I'm building a bed. Like, right when I'm done with this episode, I have to build a bed.
0: Did you go to Ikea?
1: Yeah, we went to Ikea yesterday. You. Know, here's what's sad about this, is we got a loft bed because the, the mom is the mom is coming to visit, and I was like, I don't want her to sleep on the couch, and I want to get a new bed, but I don't want a bed that's going to take up all the space in the second room. So we got a loft bed. So the problem was loading it into the PT Cruiser was a bit of a trick. Yeah, I could see that. So, so we got it in it was the two pieces we got it in but the girl had to sit in the back and like hunched over like the the hunchback of notre dame like the whole car ride back to the house and i had to like lean to my left i couldn't see out of the right side of the vehicle at all <laughs> i at all i could see the right uh right re- um side view mirror so I could at least see what was coming up on my so, right side. So you
0: could at least change lanes.
1: I could change lanes, and I could make right turns. I couldn't make left turns, because I couldn't had no idea who was coming on my left, but I could make right turns. Nice. But luckily, I can get back to my apartment with making nothing but right turns. Well, that's good. And then the girl was like, I want to build the bed. I want to build the bed. I want this to be my project. And I was like, great. So Saturday, I just went and hung out with friends. And then I get all these texts like, hey, I need you to come home and help me build the bed. So i was like, well, it's going to have to wait till tomorrow. So I'm building a bed right right when we're done here. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It was like a loft bed. Put the desk under it. I'm gonna save a bunch of space in the room. Should be good. Nice. I just hope the mom can get up up the ladder. Yeah, I, I was yeah. just I was literally having that thought. Yeah, everyone says that. It's Like, do you think she can get up? I think I think it's not like the bunks that we had in college. You had to basically go straight up and over. Right. This one has a ladder incline with a little cut that you can like get yourself through hopefully nice if, if she can't it's only a 150 fifty dollar bet i'll get another one there you go so how have you been
0: i've been sick actually i mean you can kind of still hear it a little bit i've had a, a, a head cold so it's i was out for a couple of days this week and then a whole bunch of other crap at work and so been a little crazy so this episode it's gonna be a little bit of a light episode this week um We're going to touch touch on the Oscars a little bit. Uh, John Favreau has been tapped to executive produce and write a new Star Wars live-action series. And, of course, we're going to go ahead and and hit on the box office this week as well. Box office,
1: money, money, money. Wakanda forever, or at least Wakanda for four weeks. Yeah, so so let's let's, let's start with the Oscars. Yeah, so let's just do the winners real quick. I don't want to belabor this because we, we did a whole episode on it. Uh, previously, and basically, the big winner uh, for the Oscars 2018. It, we should just say neither of us watch this because we don't care. Like it's we like movies. I will still watch movies. I like talking about this, but there's no way you can get me to watch four hours of an award show of rich folks who don't really do anything but play pretend for lots of money to just self-aggrandize each other. I just it's hard for me to sit and suffer through that. Nevertheless. <laughs> The big winner of the night, I think, is fair to say, was *Shape of Water*, because it won Best Picture, and Guillermo del Toro won Best Director. Uh, so now the 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 um, uh, that's the three true. amigos have won Best Best Director each and Best Film. That was uh, Caron, uh the guy who did *The Revenant*. I can't even blank on his name. I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. I want to say it's like in oh shit, I'm gonna get his name wrong because I can't pronounce it. I know Alfonso Coron is one of them. And Inuratu, Inuratu. Uh, Alejandro Inuratu. I was going to call him Inuit, but I knew that was a, a tribe of Native Americans. No, Inuratu, who did Revenant and Birdman. And now Del Toro has won his best director oscar so good for him he's not I've, I've never been a fan of his i've always found him fairly overrated but people did like this movie and it was i really thought it was going to be three billboards was going to walk away with this one i'm not super surprised that he won for best director but i am surprised it won best picture as far as best actor goes i think there's no surprises here gary oldman won for darkest hour which i was happy about francis McDormand won for three billboards no surprise there alice and jenny won for Itania. again well deserved no surprise there uh Sam Rockwell went for three billboards also. I don't think most people saw that coming. I, I kind of held out there was a dark horse because of there might've been a split between him and Woody Harrelson, but that turned out not to be the
0: case. Yeah, that, I remember talking about that specifically. Yep,
1: but again, um, that was kind of like me throwing it out there. I don't think I made solid predictions on some of these. Uh, best original screenplay was Get Out, not much of a surprise there. Best adapted screenplay was Call Me By Your Name, which makes me want to pull my hair out. Best animated film was Coco, which I think most of us all thought was gonna occur. Foreign language film that none of us saw that that I called based on the trailer. Turned out to be correct. Uh, a fantastic woman. Okay. Didn't see it. Don't know. Best documentary. Icarus. I don't think we talked about documentaries. But I have seen Icarus. This is about the um, the rushing doping scandal. It's uh, oh, okay. kind of funny that it came out now. Because we just finished the Winter Olympics. Where the Russians were not allowed to participate. They just had athletes from the country of Russia. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, OAR. Yeah.
0: Olymp- uh, Olympic athletes from Russia.
1: Right. That was it. Um, the, and, and, and
0: still still one of them was accused of doping <laughs> and it was one of the curlers no less
1: of all the things you gotta dope for curling really
0: now, okay. have you seen a picture of the american uh, curling team by any chance that won the gold the women's or men's no the men no I'm, it looks no, like no it looks like a bunch of dads who just went like went away from their families for the weekend. Oh, I believe that. But, I remember... Like, they're all, like, middle-aged, Couple, like, one of them's got a mustache. I mean, actually, <laughs> one of them looks a little bit like Ron Swanson.
1: Oh, that's perfect. I remember years ago when I was living in Maryland watching the Winter Olympics, I guess it was the 2010 Winter Olympics, and watching the women's curling, and, and having two thoughts run through my head kind of at the same time. One, tell me you heard that. I did. Oh, that's she's trying to build the bed without me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, one was, this game... Is is amazing it's this like it's basically shuffleboard on ice and two all the women's curling teams were super cute oh yeah look at these guys yeah these are basically like they look like professional bowler like a professional perfect quote-unquote professional bowling league
0: no i mean yeah. i mean they're even they're even wearing
1: like khakis with shirts tucked into them yep oh this is priceless i love it yeah so i always remember the curling the women's curling teams which are super cute and like here's what's funny uh if you've this in in this photo is it says american curling team you see some of the women's in it and, like, the, the, all the men look like dads, and, like, the women, they're pretty cute. And, and they all look like they're in their, like, early 20s.
0: Yeah. So this is good. The, so, men, yeah. the men's team uh, look like they're in their mid-40s.
1: Right, exactly. That's, this is priceless. Uh, as far as other movies, I, I, best documentary short was Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405, which I didn't see. Best live-action short, Silent Child, didn't see that. Best animated short, Deer Basketball, which was done by Kobe Bryant, it was like well based on a poem he wrote uh the song remember best song was remembering from coco and then as far as the categories i guess the only as far as the technical categories were the awards mentioned oh, original score was shape of water uh the technical cinematography was blade runner 2049 which i was glad to see because as much as i was just lukewarm on blade runner 2049 it got best cinematography and best visual effects which i think is entirely deserved yeah because i will stand by that that movie is gorgeous just visually it was astounding to look at just wasn't Right, I was man, on it. I didn't hate it. I was just kind of lukewarm on it. Uh, so yeah, that was about it. I think was what we can walk away from. Was the most interesting about the Oscars is that how few people, including us, are now watching it. It is basically at a ten-year low, according to the Hollywood Reporter. It had pulled in a twenty-six point five million viewers, which was down from last year, which was down from the year before, which was down from the year before, which was down from the year before, which was basically its peak in twenty fourteen of 43.7 million viewers. I, I I hesitate to speculate as to why these waiting ratings are crashing, but there was an article in the New York Times not too long ago that I'm just suddenly remembering about how in the, in the Times, I'll I'll give it to you. I'll post it uh, so you can put it in the in the link so people can see it. But the time is basically saying how over the years um the Oscars are are separating from the movies that people have seen. It's like it was like a dot graph, and it was kind of gray dots were the movies, the big the top twenty movies of of the year, and then the yellow dots are the nominees, and then the yellow dot with a black circle around it, outlined around it was the winner. And you could see how the top twenty movies of the box office were kind of spread spread out evenly, but the Oscar movies were all mostly clustered at the bottom of the of the dot graph every year, year after year after year. With few few exceptions, like um, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King was like the last big exception where the number one movie and the Best Picture Oscar overlapped. Hmm. And but that's few and far between. And I wonder if that's a part of it that just people are feeling you know disconnected because the Oscars are talking about movies that people just haven't seen. Largely, I mean, certainly there are exceptions to that, or that just the show is completely unwatchable. I think partially I, I'm more partial to that. But, I, I, again, it's difficult to speculate.
0: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, was, you didn't
1: watch it. What were you doing?
0: I don't even remember what day it was. It was a Sunday, but beyond that, I don't was, remember.
1: I was probably playing video games. Like I was probably even playing—I was probably playing my new Civil War game, or was probably playing Star Trek. I was doing one of the two because I could find better things to do with my time than watch the Oscars.
0: Yeah, I don't know—I don't remember—but obviously, it wasn't watching the Oscars. So no, I mean no. And yeah, it, 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 after a while, it gets mm-hmm. difficult to watch celebrities give themselves fellatio.
1: Yeah, it's super self-serving, and after a while, it's just too much. It's like, okay, you could do this in in ninety minutes if you really tried.
0: Right. Well, now they're like, oh, we have to have musical guests. No, you don't. I don't give a shit. No, you really
1: don't. You really don't.
0: I don't even want to watch musical guests and music award ceremonies.
1: You know the only, th- you know what I really liked. About I also, the Oscars I also really don't. I don't, don't, do I don't want to watch
0: because. acceptance speeches, especially, right, especially with just some the of the case. dipshit stuff that people say.
1: Oh yeah, they get, and then it just they go on, and then they got to play the music, and then it gets awkward. I'll tell you this: the only thing I ever liked about the Oscars, I don't even know if they do it anymore because I can't remember the last time I watched an award ceremony from beginning to end, was then when they would do a compilation or a melody of all the best score nominees i remember them doing that for a while i always thought that was really cool it would be like a five to seven minute segment maybe even ten and you can hear the melody of all the the best score nominees and then they would pick the winner and Mm. i always liked that i always enjoyed that it was the only kind of musical bit that i i liked what i didn't care for was when they throughout the entire uh, the entire um ceremony they would do like the best song nominee like oh, now we're gonna break the action to give you the best song nominee' I was like please don't. that's okay. You don't need to do that but they do anyway I, I i'm done with that yeah
0: all right so moving on uh so once again star wars coming out with new announcements on a somewhat regular basis mm. and they, are, they are exciting
1: news in the star wars world
0: well i mean you know in general it's kind of exciting to watch i i think we're gonna you know there's gonna be some hits and some misses in the star wars universe here but, oh yeah, I mean
1: the amount of stuff they're throwing against the wall—they've—they've they've got to miss a few times.
0: But if you're a Star Wars fan, I mean you're going to have more content now than you could possibly dream of. I mean even even ten yeah. years ago, I I would, I never would have thought we'd be having multiple Star Wars movies coming out, in a, you know, in in a year. Mm-hmm. Hell, I never thought we'd. in ten years ago, I never thought we'd have another Star Wars movie.
1: It's true. Yeah, I mean I thought basically the franchise was done for. I I would agree.
0: I thought I would say done for, but certainly not no more. I th- I thought I just thought they were done, like. Here's the story. We're done telling it. Have fun. Yeah. No, but so this week, uh, Lucasfilm has announced that John Favreau will be executive producing and writing a Star Wars live action series for Disney's new direct-to-consumer platform, i.e. their new streaming service. Mm-hmm. Now, Favreau, obviously, this is not his first rodeo with uh, large corporate uh, intellectual properties and, and not... Di- And Disney in particular. Right. He directed Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Mm -hmm. the, The first Iron Man coming out before the Disney acquisition, the second coming out after. And then... He directed was it last year, or two years ago's uh, *Jungle Book*, which was.
1: It'd be two years ago at this point.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, two years ago. Which, but but the *Jungle Book* was uh, really impressively successful.
1: Yes, I actually enjoyed the *The, the Favreau Jungle Book* quite a lot. Uh,
0: they've announced a *Jungle Book* two, and he is currently filming *Lion King*, which is going to be released next year.
1: I I think this is a good move for them because I think uh, he has shown himself to have a good eye for these kind of properties and a good storytelling method for these kind of properties that, you know, look, he's had a couple kind of like head scratchers in, in his career, like cowboys and aliens. But for the most part, I think and he's got more big hits than he has big misses. But
0: even Cowboys and, and I, Aliens, it did reasonably well and was generally, generally well-received, and I kind of liked it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure. I didn't see it. I just found I, I remember the comic book, and I remember it being fairly forgettable, um, although even though I do like Daniel Craig, uh, but I will say this i think for the most part he is a, he is a good bet to go with he knows how to do this he does it well um i think he's a fun director I, I like the humor i like his visual style so i think this is actually a really really good choice for them yeah no i i think now, as far as how, how this will translate to, and i'm saying this as, a, as a, he's a movie director how this translates to television or streaming platform uh, you know remains to be seen but for the most part i think it'll be pretty good
0: yeah he's done a little bit of television he did an episode of the orville he did mm-hmm. An episode of The Office. Actually, I think the episode of The Orville he did. If it's the one I'm thinking of. Um, oh no, he he did the he directed the 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 pilot. Pilot,
1: yeah, that was pretty good. Have you did you finish The Orville? Because I got about halfway through and then forgot about it.
0: No, that's about you... where, that's about where I got, but. Yeah, I will. I will be very fair with it. I think it actually started getting significantly better as it went.
1: Yeah, I would. I, I certainly think there, as the as it got on, there were better episodes. I think for me, it was more like a, um, it was more hit and miss. I was like, oh, that was a really cool episode, and then you'd watch one, and go, oh, come on, and then another one come out, I was like, oh, I really enjoyed that, and then it was like, so,
0: I mean, man. I mean, to be fair, I was catching them like periodically as Becky was binge watching it, so I may right. have only been catching the good episodes, but yeah, it, it so was significantly that really better enjoyed. than. I, It was significantly better than I expected it to be.
1: Oh, okay. You had fairly low expectations for this one.
0: No, I really expected, you know, okay, first episode to be to be not bad and then it's to just dive bomb from there Mm -hmm. because i i i really expected it to just be a star trek parody and that only goes so long so far right but i think it's got a little bit maybe a lot more to it but it's got more to it than just that
1: i think so i'd be curious to see if they get if they get a season two how that's gonna i'm sure they will i think they have already
0: gotten a season two
1: they have okay good i'd be curious to see how they turn out yeah they have 26 episodes i i'm almost certain i've seen slightly less than half of those yeah Ah, well I'll, i'll i'll be to try and catch up on it, yeah, all right. Box office Wakanda forever,
0: yeah. So, once again, Black Panther taking the number one spot this weekend with 41 million dollars.
1: Man, that's a good weekend for any movie, I don't it care is. who you are.
0: No, it really is, especially, I mean, as the film's going along, it's only dropping 40 to about 40 percent a week.
1: It's got a very loyal fan base that are going back to see it a few more times. Yeah. That much is I'm sure of.
0: Well, and like we've talked about before, films like this don't typically have
1: legs in this one.
0: No. This one really seems to. No.
1: they never, It's it's just everyone sees it and they go great and then they go home. But this is one that either... Well, it could be one of two things or both. That people are going back to see it a lot and that the word of mouth is strong enough that it's picking up fans as the word of mouth is spread. But either way, it's this is a very, very impressive outing.
0: Absolutely. Now, and I'm then... still just
1: really curious how they're going to follow this one up. Like That's just like... Where do we go from here?
0: Yeah. Although in their defense, what the I mean, the next one is Avengers.
1: Well, yes, I, I, I meant, no, 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 no. I,
0: I know specifically what you meant, but I mean, there's going to be enough of a gap here between, between Black Panther and the next Black Panther film. Sure. They, have and, and we're literally, we are hitting the peak of a fucking decade of Marvel.
1: Yeah. Uh, this it, it, is a hell of a movie to to kind of ramp up into Infinity Wars.
0: Yeah, although it's also a good sign.
1: Yeah, this is like, well, like, th- th- this was so good for them because it's this is a big hit and then their real big movie is coming out in just the end of a couple of weeks, the end of April.
0: Yeah, well, and to be fair, that's actually the penultimate chapter, mm-hmm. right? There is still... Oh, the
1: beginning of the end of their saga, I should right. say. Yeah, is there's still hard.
0: There's still the follow on. So they keep saying it's not a two part. So I'm not, I don't know how they're, how or what they're doing. But Hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But I'm excited. So, you know, again, Black Panther number one, A Wrinkle in Time, which we had talked about a little bit. And I know you and I have talked about off air coming in at 33 million, which. Which is okay no and, and from what I'm looking at it it's got a budget of about 102 to 105 mm-hmm. so if it's got some decent legs on it, it it can it can hold out
1: it could it certainly could I don't I don't know again I, I it's just this is a kind of movie I just don't know much about it's not a, a type of movie that my finger is really can find the pulse for so on the one hand you know you could look at it and go oh this was kind of a disappointment which I did see a couple headlines say like the rap had a wrinkle in time disappointment points at the box office. But you know, I, normally, if this were just six months ago, I would have said, okay, this movie's just going to die. But after Jumanji and Greatest Showman, I don't know anymore. By the like, way, I don't know Jumanji
0: is still hanging out at number seven, 12 yes, weeks I saw later. That.
1: Yes, that's super impressive. So that's why, at this point, I'm not... Oh, no, it's, it's it's number 10. Last week, it was seven.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, but it's still... But fine. It, that's still the still, top like, 10.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, huge, it's, it's huge. It's, it's huge. It's, so at this point, I don't... I don't, And I'm like, I don't know what to say about rank in time. He's like, "Yes, like I said. Normally, all right, it's going to go, but but if it pulls if it pulls off a, a Jumanji or a or more likely a uh like a greatest showman type, you know, adhesive right. to the box office, then it could still be fun. For the most part, I think a movie like this will probably break even and, and if not make a, a little bit of money for themselves. It just won't be the astounding success that we're used to seeing Disney, but it will also, it does not appear like it's going to be the, those every once in a while, oh my God, what was Disney thinking type movie, like a John Carter. I was thinking
0: Tomorrowland, but... Or Tomorrowland, yeah, no. Oh, all in, all in in only that, because that's, that that's probably the most recent close comparison percent. um yeah i mean you know critical reviews are are kind of hit and miss it's, i think rotten tomatoes is sitting somewhere at like 44%, 44 percent, 44 46 when i looked this morning and it's one of those other like critics either enjoyed it or were just like yeah they, they they missed a few things here and in sure. general what i'm what i'm hearing is that they they kind of screwed up a few like key points from the book apparently like, again uh, not, yeah. not having read it yeah um where it just they they kind of they kind of fumbled their way through a few important things
1: Yeah, you know, when it comes to adapting books like that that have such a strong or very loyal fan base, whether it's big or small, just talking loyalty, the big, the key moments of a story are the ones you got to really preserve. Yeah.
0: Although, you know, I I remember you and I getting in a fairly heated argument about Hunger Games with that.
1: Well, I remember the discussion about Hunger Games. My whole point was it just didn't work for me. Yeah. because to me, it felt like a, a PG thirteen version of um, the movie called a manga or movie called Battle Royale, and the, the PG thirteen rating didn't do it justice. I understand what it was doing. It, I just felt it didn't work. But I don't. I don't. I've never read Hunger Games, so I actually don't know if they have missed key elements of the book. No, but did they? I don't remember that.
0: I mean, I have not either. I just remember you and I discussing it with several of our mutual friends who had, and them. I mean. At that point, us being in our mid to late 20s, being disappointed with it, with certain
1: with elements, certain yeah.
0: But, I mean, obviously obviously did very well.
1: Yeah, and look, I, I'll be honest, I actually turned out to like the end of the Hunger Games saga more than I liked the beginning. I thought the last one was actually quite fun to watch. Oh, good. Um, I yeah, I've never read the books. So I, I, What I can't do is compare the two or say if they missed out on, you know, big, dramatic moments from the book or not. Sure. I have no idea. Either way, I thought the ending was pretty darn cool. So, yeah, as far as box office, now, I did manage to get to the movies twice this weekend, and I caught... I was playing catch-up a little bit. Uh, I was checking out Annihilation and Death Wish. And let me start with Annihilation, because this was one a lot of friends of mine wanted to see, and there was a lot of buzz around this. I really liked the cast. Uh, primarily I like Natalie Portman I like uh, Tessa Thompson I like Oscar Isaac, and Jennifer Jason Lee you know, pops in here and there and she's kind of fun. This was one of those movies where it looked like it was if you looked at it just from the trailer you're like oh is this kind of like a horror version of Avatar and I would say sort of it, the basic premise behind this movie was basically a meteorite hits a lighthouse, a very small one hits a light, it's not like a big asteroid, it hits a lighthouse in Florida and And then this kind of translucent, rainbow-like glow appears around the lighthouse and then begins to spread over the course of three years. And Natalie Portman's husband, played by Oz, was on this mission, uh, unbeknownst to her at first, to go go into the Shimmer. Then he suddenly reappears a year later, unannounced, in, in their shared home then he starts to get sick the government picks him up and then the movie is explained as i just ex- is explained to her as i just explained it to you and natalie portman along with a team of scientists again played by jennifer jason lee uh gia rodriguez tuva novinti who i didn't uh T Voti, i don't know her uh and and jennifer jason lee and natalie portman go into this shimmer And the movie oscillates between kind of a weak monster movie and a weak Cronenberg-esque horror film and then a kind of weak sci-fi film and it doesn't quite deliver on any of those aspects in my opinion and then the ending is super super weird and anticlimactic and then a bit of a head scratcher Uh, without giving too much away uh, apparently you can solve all the world's problems with just a phosphorus grenade and then you have a kind of twist ending that to me kind of makes you roll your eyes so I had a lot of hopes going into this and really walked out disappointed, scratching my head and disappointed at the same time. Uh, so I don't know. I, part part of me would say, wait to see this one on Netflix. And then as far as Death was just concerned, I mean, you might be familiar with the original from the 70s starring Charles Bronson. This one stars Bruce Willis and it's directed by Eli Roth, who I do kind of root for when he produces movies because I think Eli Roth is a very intelligent thinker on movies and, and a commentator on movies. I, I really enjoy watching him speak. It's just when he makes movies. I I'm left usually wanting. And what was amazing about this one in particular was... Eli Roth is known to have kind of really creative, gory scenes in his movies, and some of you might be surprised and disappointed, and some of you might be surprised and happy to hear that that's not the case in this movie. It's a fairly straightforward revenge action movie, you know, in the in the vein of the original Death Witch, which is basically a you know well-to-do middle-class guy has his family assaulted. In this case, his wife is killed and his daughter is put into a coma, and he goes out seeking vigilante justice. That's basically it, and at the very end it's you know he gets his revenge pretty straightforward fun to watch bruce willis fun to watch vincent d'onofrio and elizabeth shu and dean norris as the cop trying to figure out what's really going on and if he wants to bring him in or not uh i'd recommend it but again this is probably one you might want to watch for wait for netflix to put it out i don't know if you want to this is one of the these are two movies that i don't know if people would really want to shove over an excess of eight to ten dollars to see in the theater
0: Hmm. yeah i mean i know at least some people i've talked to or, or seen on on social media have have Enjoyed Annihilation I mean I'm I'm kind of done with Natalie Portman. Like, oh, really? I, well, she, she's just, she's been phoning it. She's phoned in so many fucking performances in the last several years that I've seen her in yeah. that I just kind of don't care. Like, you hey, know, when I was...
1: I think it's fair to say I don't think she's done it in this one. I, I
0: mean, that, but, that, that's but I know fine. I just, I don't about. want to, I don't feel like shelling out money to, yeah. to take that gamble. Sure.
1: And that's understandable.
0: Um, And then, I don't know. I, I don't I'll know what fair, I thought I about Death Wish. Jackie. But...
1: I didn't see Jackie. So that was kind of her last kind of big... She's done a bunch of stuff she she does like i didn't see jane has a gun jackie i know she was she got a lot of uh praise for her portrayal of Jacqueline kennedy um but yeah i i know what you're talking about the last one i really liked her in was black swan uh yeah i know what you're talking about though
0: yeah so i mean yeah i mean that's kind of where i'm at with that um i don't know what else have you gotten into this week
1: well i finally did get a chance to play that board game washington's war yeah it was one of those games where i think i really i i I have a feeling i'm gonna really enjoy this game because we tried it out and i lost like almost immediately it was kind of funny and soon after we took a break and hey let's play this again so it does have a lot of replay value and it will take a little bit of practice to learn the strategy between the american revolutionaries and the british regulars it's gonna take some practice like that's pretty much the case with this but as far as a two-player game it's really good It's, it's easy to set up it's it's intuitive they needed to print somewhere on the board or on the reference cards a proper sequence of play they didn't which is surprising but other than that i i would recommend this one i think it's a lot i remember playing it years and years ago and enjoying it but it was so long that playing it now felt like playing it for the first time and once we were done i immediately wanted to try it again and i got my butt whooped the first time and i wound up getting saved by the bell saved by the cards in the second game and and it's not your straightforward uh beat-em-up war game it's you got to play the politics game properly because i lost the war game aspect but won the politics aspect so i won the game and uh immediately when i packed it up i was like oh um i want to play this one again this is one i want to give two to three more tries with a friend of mine who you know can we could play this regularly, and then this could really be a game that we could sit down and it's not going to take us three four hours. It could take us you know ninety minutes to two hours, and it'll be a fun, fast paced ninety to ninety minutes to hundred and twenty minutes. So I sure. I recommend it, and um I whenever we got a chance to play it, this is one that I would have fun sharing with you.
0: No, oh, I mean if we get the chance, I look forward to it. Yep. It's the only downside about us living on opposite coasts now. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. That that and the time difference.
1: Yeah. And I also the time change, yeah. which I was not yeah, prepared daylight, for.
0: Yeah, daylight <laughs> daylight savings time kick you in the junk today.
1: Not even remote I got back late from, from gaming and then popped on, play Star Trek for a little bit, and I saw the time change on the counter that, that they have in the game and I went, Oh this is amazing. I didn't think about the time change. I thought, Oh, maybe the server's out of whack and they think I'm somewhere else. <laughs> That was the first <laughs> thought that I was like, and then I didn't think about it. I just turned the game off, went to bed, and then and then I I wake up and just everything's different. And I was like, "What happened?" And it's like, "Oh, it's spring forward. That's why when I we before we did the show, I was like, I'm having quote unquote breakfast."
0: Right, because it was like one thirty.
1: Yeah, yeah, where I am. So it was uh. No,
0: I mean yeah. I mean the time change kind of messed with me too. I mean I got. I got a solid night's sleep last night, but then I, I woke up. It was still kind of dark, and my clock said mm-hmm. 6.30. And I was like, God damn it. And then I was like, oh, wait time changed. Now it's like 730. All right. That's reasonable. Yeah. Oh. Especially because I've been getting up at like 430 for work.
1: Ugh.
0: Uh, yeah. it's a That's a painful time of the morning. Let me tell you what. And I am not a morning person. Yeah. The girl does that
1: on a regular basis. I don't know how she does it.
0: Yesterday I did it and had no, didn't have any coffee and didn't get to eat until four o'clock that afternoon.
1: Oh God. Did you at least drink water?
0: No, I was, I was literally, I was in the middle of work all day.
1: Well, that's the thing I'm told is if you, if you ever have to like, if you're feeling a little fatigued, a little tired, a little lightheaded, it, what? Water is actually a good substitute for coffee in many cases.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like if I if I had had something, I would have been, been 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 better. I started getting a little hangry um, for like the last like forty five yeah. minutes, and I was trying really hard not to like actually hurt someone because.
1: Yeah, that'll happen.
0: There was one person in particular who started, like, just being real pissy, and I was like, I am going to throw a punch you if you don't shut your hole. Um, <laughs> Good stuff. You yeah. should I anyway. So, obviously, I was, I, was, I was sick the beginning of the week. I meant I stayed home from work, and I kind of secluded myself. I mean, Becky was sick, too. Actually, she gave it to me. However, you know, I didn't want to get the kids sick if I can avoid it. So I kind of secluded mm-hmm. myself in my office, and I actually started replaying getting back into Star Trek Online. Woo! So, yeah, you and I have not had the opportunity to, to jump in and... and get some missions together i'm still figuring a few things out because i'm still on occasion just getting my ass brutally beaten oh god yeah um so yeah i'm gonna poke your brain a little bit uh i made it to level 60 oh yeah uh, seven of the ten levels I had to I had to do were ba- I, or seven of the ten, ten levels I I upped were basically all due to um, doing like little side like the send your minions on side mission stuff.
1: Oh yes, yeah, a little like duty officer shit.
0: The duty officers and the ad- actually mostly was the admiralty stuff.
1: Yeah, that stuff is fun because
0: I had I already had a pretty I actually, good collection we of on Star on, ships. Like, all right.
1: Yeah, I'm like okay, let me do this real quick. We send all my little dudes out. Okay, then I'm gonna contact. We do the podcast. <laughs> That's
0: that is also literally what I did as well. <laughs> Yes. No. You're, you're, you're like you're like. Hey, I'm gonna eat breakfast. I'm like, sweet. <laughs>
1: sitting at my desk eating breakfast and sending ships off to do things. Yep. Oh, and I and actually like right, the last it.
0: the last couple of nights when I had like it's like all right, I really don't have time to play. Like let me just get on, bring dudes back and send dudes out. Yep. You know, that takes twenty minutes and it's like that's kinda of fun. That's still like yeah, I So like I know you're you're not as keen on it, but I still play the the the, the Star Trek Timelines mobile game.
1: Oh yes, yeah. And I on it just kinda of never had time to do no, it. No well, yeah
0: well, it just, it just, it didn't fill it didn't fill the, the the desire you had for it is what really is what yeah, that's true. um but basically that's what I do in that. Is I I you know every couple of hours I jump on and I I, I make stuff I make little you know items for 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 my care for my characters and then I send them on missions and I bring them back yep and that's all I really care about like that's that to me that that's just enjoyable it's a little bit of time killing and you know I can sit and do it on the toilet you know whatever
1: twiddle your thumbs send little guys out yep life's good
0: yeah cool <laughs> even when I'm not productive I feel productive <laughs> yeah um, other than that I haven't been doing a whole lot. I was watching a few old, a few episodes of DS Nine today, just because I. I felt like it and whatnot.
1: Oh, speaking of which, I actually been back into the original series of Star Trek. I watched, I burned through about two, three episodes of the second season. I still enjoy that series. I just, I just, most of these episodes are so much fun, especially the one I, that sticks out is the one where they have to secure mining rights for some sort of primitive ish planet that the Klingons are also trying to secure mining rights from. And, you know, Kirk and McCoy and Spock get uh, are on the wrong side of a, of an internal coup amongst these humanoid aliens. So they escape with a pregnant woman and she and McCoy are just antagonizing each other the entire time <laughs> and then he just fucking manhandles her to get her to behave and then she just falls in love with him. It's super weird, but man was it fun. I, I, she was I, like
0: nice I did love DeForest
1: Kelly. Oh yeah he's he's so much fun. The, the, the line that sticks out from the episode that I just thought was so funny is He, she's finally kind of really comfortable with McCoy. She won't let anyone touch her except McCoy. And Kirk goes, what did you finally give her to get you to like her? He goes, all right, Cross. <laughs> <laughs> like, this episode is badass.
0: Damn. No, no I mean, yeah, I really enjoy it. So Star Trek Discovery for a while went to, did did a bunch of Mirror Universe stuff.
1: Oh, that's stuff I want to check out because with, I do with, love Mirror Universe stuff. Yeah,
0: it was a lot of fun. Um, But so because of that, I had to, up until now, I think the only, only ne- original series stuff that I had I had made Becky watch was Wrath of Khan. Sure. So we went back and watched Mirror Mirror.
1: Mm-hmm. But there isn't much other Mirror Universe stuff out. Outside of this, there's the original series, and then there's the three or four Deep Space Nine episodes that do the Mirror Universe?
0: Uh, it's a couple more than that, but no, it's not a whole lot more. And then there's a two-part Enterprise episode.
1: That's right, the two-part Enterprise episode. Yeah, and then... And, which and is then... kind of based on the Tholian Web episode from the original series.
0: Yep, it's connected to. Yeah, which I, th- I always but... thought was a, was a great was a great bit. And then the original, uh, and then the... Um... The discovery stuff ties to, to that as
1: well, right? Because there was not much in the way of there wasn't any mirror universe stuff for next gen or Voyager at all, right? Nope. There was alternate universe stuff, but not mirror universe stuff. Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's just making sure.
0: Yeah. No. Cool. I mean, I yes, I enjoyed it. So, so that was that's that's fun. Um Yeah, I'm having fun with Star Trek Online. This has been years since I have like really played. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah this is fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. To, I feel like there were. I feel like I did more this week. Oh, we had a bunch of like we had a bunch of meetings for the new house. Is what it was. I think that's really what oh. I'm thinking. I mean, it was it was fun because I got to go walk through like we did like a walk through before they put up all the drywall. Mm-hmm. So like I got to like see the house for like the first time like in person. Mm-hmm. And like that's just kind of cool. And like you know this is where I'm gonna live. And like. Here's my here's my new office. Here's the new Therefore our Geek Command cool. Center. Very nice. Yeah. So no, I'm excited. But yeah, it was like it's a busy week, but I don't think I actually got a whole lot done. So mm. all right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head over to therefore our You can check out our blog posts and our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Ba-ba-ba. So once again, I'm Andrew. I'm dude. And you've been listening to Therefore Our Geek.